Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. G'day lads and welcome to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. I'm your sometimes host this week, editor Dom Philp on the mic. Not too hard, not too soft, but just right. The Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast comes to you almost every single Friday. Hey, sorry about last week. We had a little bit of a down week. Just everyone just a bit too busy. You guys know I'm a school teacher. You probably hear less of my voice over the next few weeks just because it's the start of the school year, but I'll still be here doing your editing duties. You can find Find us almost every single Friday on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you listen to this, you probably already found us. But what you could do is you could tell a friend. Why don't you add this to your Twitter? Why don't you add it to your Instagram story? Why don't you put it on Facebook or TikTok or Habbo Hotel or MySpace or whatever? Uh, write a letter. Tell someone about what we're doing over here. We really could appreciate all of your support. And you know what? We don't just could appreciate. We certainly do appreciate. Modal auxiliary verbs are important in sentences. Hey, uh, what's going on? Big week over here at Wrestling Should Be Fun headquarters. We got a pretty big announcement, I would say. Uh, The boss, Ross Casey, whose voice you will hear in a little while here on the podcast, he has finally managed to secure us a Pro Wrestling Tees site. So that means in the very near future, my friends, you'll be able to support us by rocking a little bit of Wrestling Should Be Fun merchandise. Mate, I don't even know if we're going to sell any t-shirts. I'll definitely be buying all of them as long as they stock the big 3XL size. But... I just think it's bloody cool uh, to see our little wrestling group logo, uh, maybe some of our catchphrases, maybe some podcast in-jokes all over ProWrestlingTees.com. So, shout out to Pro Wrestling Tees. More information to come about that in the future. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me. Uh, you won't hear my voice again until the end of this. I'm just here doing the editing job. Uh, this week, we have got Matt Brummett, Ross Connolly, Ross Connolly? Who the fuck is Ross Connolly? Matt Brummett, Ross Casey, Matt Connolly, uh, and I think maybe James Harris? I'm not 100% sure. I'm about to listen just with you guys. Right, maybe the worst intro I've ever done, but let's get around them. Here we go, guys. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Tech working, let's let's kick this off. Um, So, dear listeners, welcome to... Episode 26, is that right, Ross? Yeah, of the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. Um, I think we're going to keep it on theme with uh, 26 iterations of things. As just like The Undertaker, this is going to be Ross's last performance of meaning. And from now on, he's just going to um, try and ride on the coattails of his previous success. (laughs) Now that I've got that pro wrestling tease deal, I'm all about just raking that money in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's going to be people screaming at the, at the recording here so um we've got I, i've also i didn't leave anywhere for, for dom to do the jingle so he's going to be going ape shit about that but it'll, it'll work it out he's a clever lad um so again dear, dear listeners we're going to have a, a bit of a different episode today ross and i are very busy men we've got um really important things to be getting back to i promised my wife i'd watch an episode of the west wing with her in about 
20 minutes. So we're going to do a bit of a shortened episode. We Hopefully, if we're lucky, may get a couple of guest pop-ins a bit later. But right now, we are just kicking off with your um, temporary host, uh, Matt Brummett, and we've also got Ross the Boss Casey. Um, and I think all we're going to do this week, rather than all the usual funky shenanigans that you guys love, we're just probably just going to talk mainly about All Out, as it was obviously very exciting. And perfect timing, one of our one of our special guests, uh, Matt the Conman Connolly, has dropped in. Yeah, sorry if I missed all the intros. Uh, life happens fast and all that, but I'm willing to talk about AEW mainly for the next 30 minutes. Yeah, you just missed a lot of me and Ross fucking up with tech, to be honest, mate. <laughs> we, we, were, we, we were trying to replicate um, a what's-his-face, Sammy Callahan's gimmick on NXT, but failing badly. <laughs> Cameron, no. Cameron Crow, Solomon Crow, wasn't Solomon it? Crow. I've been watching you a la 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 long a la 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 long 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 come on a la 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 long a la 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 long long Solomon Crow. Right, lads. So, fucking hell, all out was mental, wasn't it? Sure was. Sure was. Did you guys pay for it, or um, did you use the naughty internet? Can you edit this out, Don, please? <laughs> <laughs> I've given the money My- to that company. I've been to Craven Cottage loads of times. <laughs> My take is always, if I'm watching live, I'll happily throw some funds their way. And my receipts for Fight TV will show that I've spent upwards of £30 on AEW pay-per-views. But uh, I'm, I'm an, I was a next-day man on this one, so uh, I might have used some sites that should be on the X list. <laughs> Um, so where are we going to go in? Are we going to go into the core and talk about that? Not not as can in the Barrett. Can I, can I go on press then and then you lot tell me if I'm doing this the wrong way around? Can I yeah. do the one negative first and then we just load it with positives afterwards? Yeah, well, or is yeah, that the wrong way? No, let, let, let's do that, yeah, because we don't want to end on a downer. Let's all get out I, of I, I honestly loved it. I'm sure we all did, right? I'm sure we're all like, this is the best pay-per-view in, in a long time. I just want to talk about Big Show's knees for a minute because they're not great. <laughs> and I didn't want to end on Big Show's knees because that'd be awful. That was the only thing. Like, I think I'd spoke to you briefly, but I'm like, this paper was so good. It was, it was brilliant. And I just, oh, Big Show's knees was the only thing that held me back. Or hips, whatever the, whatever the movement issue is. Like, it didn't need to be there. And that aside, this was fantastic. So I'm, that's out the way now. So we can just be positive unless anyone else has got any other negatives to throw in. I'm absolutely amazed that you haven't gone in on the refs on this show. (laughs) (laughs) They were awful, weren't they? Yeah, but that's a given, Ross. That's a given. (laughs) Honestly, does AEW just not have a count-out system? They just don't do count-outs, do they? they? They literally don't count. Matt, was it just me that lost Ross then, or I, I got the sentence? Has Ross gone? I got the they don't count. And that was it. That was it. Oh, that was <laughs> the point. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I thought, I thought he just. I thought that was his like mic drop moment. He's just signed off. <laughs> 
the yeah, well, it's weird, isn't it? That like, the referees like they don't really do their job, but they're all but they're all like seem to be massively over with the crowd. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of progress, where they were over with the crowd because they were shy. <laughs> yeah. Whereas here they're like they're over with the crowd because they're just like seemingly lovely people. But you know, do your jobs, lads, and and ladettes. <laughs> and, and, but actually, the and, and me and Conman touched on this, I think, very, very briefly when we talked about the show. But actually, the the kind of the the bad the the, the kind of the bad refing mo- the big bad refing moment of the show and kayfabe brother brother bad refing of the show um, was one one of the highlights for me. The the dusty finish. What, what before Matt goes in and um, celebrates it. What were your thoughts on on the MJF Jericho finish, Ross? I absolutely loved it. Like, um, yep. I, um, I watched this show live with um, Rob and 90s in like a little chat and they were screaming at me because I actually said that MJF Jericho was my favourite match of the show. And oh. and obviously not everyone is going to have that um, take, but I just absolutely loved that match and the Dusty finish played a big part in it. But what annoyed me was that just the lack of c- consistency, especially in a sports based wrestling promotion where wins and losses count why does Jericho get the uh, VAR and Kingston who got low blowed didn't get the VAR like that like that just annoys me like because Kingston now goes down in the rankings won't won't get a rematch and because he didn't have the benefit of VAR whereas Jericho did and that just annoyed me I think he will get a rematch they'll do that at Arthur Ashe won't they Miro and Eddie, surely Eddie Eddie getting the big New York pop. And I reckon he'll win the title at Arthur Ashe. Actually, that's a a, a hot take I'm going to go with. Well, they seem to be building that uh, that uh, show up for sure. Oh, um, I'll 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 pander to you, Ross. I'm I'm completely with you. I've been calling for a long time for a reform on the <laughs> refereeing quality across the board. Um, I and I'm gonna I'm gonna let the referees off on one condition and this is probably to the detriment of what I always uh, plead towards but um, I think the stakes of the fact a career was on the line has led to one of the referees feeling that it was their duty to actually step up and go listen that was hogwash you you called a bad one also you have to remember the second referee that came into question did have the maybe slightly shoehorned reason of being out there splitting up Wardlow and Hagar to have the eyes to see yeah 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 the uh so so listen listen I am jumping through hoops to defend it because I loved it but I do think there's enough that they could maybe just about get away with it but I'm with you us referees are trash I absolutely love that match um I absolutely love the fact as well that like the crowd even though that crowd is full of wrestling nerds like us who by and large, don't really want to see Jericho wrestling too much in AW now, especially now that the roster's bloated. And mm-hmm. even though that's the case, they still were cheering for Jericho and booing MJF, which is what I absolutely love about pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, so that was something that I absolutely loved in that match. And the fact that um, they also put in the very clever thing of um, everyone's absolutely hating Jericho's commentary on Rampage, and they put in the little clause that if he um, loses the match, he just becomes a full-time commentator. I think that, um, that made Jericho be a lot more cheered. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I would have it top three. I would have it top, mate. I think it might slip into number three. It's three or four for me on the night, and that sounds like faint praise, but I, I thought it was brilliant as well. I don't want to. I don't want to come across like I'm not hyping that yeah. match up. Sorry, bro. It, it, it was probably fifth for me. Probably fifth for me. But but again, it was a it was a really good card, wasn't it? So, I mean, quickly on before actually, have we got any more negatives we want to throw in before I've got a question for Ross? I think that I've got negatives for pretty much all of the matches. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry. I think your plan's got to go because we've only got half an hour. So Ross what has happened? What has happened? Let's go. What has happened to Ross? Like, <laughs> I just want AW. I just want AW to be fucking amazing. And I'm going to hold him yeah. like such a higher thing than WWE that That's I just, fair. you know, That's fair. <laughs> even if, like Mr. I love everything. Like I'm going to try and be a bit more uh, rum and sharp. <laughs> <laughs> but which is really funny because me and Shaf are absolute awful AW marks and just uh, try and justify everything. Yeah, we um, flipped it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but Ross, do you? Uh, so uh, well, let's go. <laughs> As we're going to have to kibosh Matt's plan that focused on the negatives first. Let's have a big positive then. So you you really love that match. T- talk us through what uh, what it really did for you. Well, it was just the fact that um, I'm going to jump into a different match here. I think it came after the Britt Baker match. I think off memory, and yep. um, something that really bothered me in that. Britt Baker match was the fact that they've absolutely built up Chris Statlander brilliantly as, as a face. And they, and they even put Orange Cassidy in her corner, probably one of the most loved wrestlers on the roster and had him possibly look, possibly break character for the first time that I can remember. He may have done. Uh, did, you see that as, did you see that as breaking character or did you see that as his, it meant so much to his character that he kind of, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like just like that, he kind okay, of yeah, went outside. Sorry. Like, he went outside of his usual stick. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like that. Like they couldn't have done much more booking wise, and the and the crowd on the dynamites and the rampages building up to this match were way behind Statlander. And then we get to the match, and you've got Britt Baker, and the crowd just don't want her to lose. So that so that match, which was in ring, was excellent, and I, and I loved it. And I don't think that that they could have done much more with it. And the way that it was um, produced was excellent. But the crowd weren't getting on board with it because the crowd don't want Britt Baker to lose, even though she's a heel. And that really bothers me because I watched Kingston Miro and the crowd are playing along. And I watched MJF and Jericho and the crowd are playing along. And I love it. And when it doesn't happen, it just jars on me so much. I'm just like, Statlander is doing everything that she can to try and get this crowd behind her. And at no point did they really believe in her. And at no point did it really feel like a big moment for her. It came across a bit like, okay, well, like, yeah, she's good, but she's no DMD. So let's move on to, t- to the next toy. They're in, AW are in such, it's a good position to be in, you know, it's better than like not having talent that's over. But like, Brit is so fucking over, right? That you just, you can't, you know, that it's so impossible to put her against, a, like, a face. But at the same time, she's, like, not... If they turned her face, she wouldn't be as over. And that's not in, like, the kind of... 
because the fans are so smart, because like we've said, you know, in all the other stuff, they kind of get behind things. But I just think that the way Brit's character works, I think if she isn't, I don't know, I, th- I think it, it it could be done if it's done well, you know, in like a, a very Becky Lynch way. But it's at the same time, it's a it, it's a bit of a difficult conundrum that AW run with it, and I'm really interested in in how they're going to resolve that. Something I am. Um, oh, sorry, Ross, but I just want to jump in with someone who, as you know, for a bit of a hissy fit after Hangman Page got beat and stopped watching AW for a couple of weeks, I thought Britt Baker was a face. So this really confused me because I was like, oh, she's a heel again. Because last, I think the last time I watched, she was feuding with Nyla Rose. So I was like, oh, the face turn's happening. And all I'd read was how she was like Philly over. Was it Philly where she got like the, forgive me if I get the American city or state wrong. Like, was it Philly over? They keep saying as the reference, right? Like she was like massively popular. So I'm like, I watched this and I was like, oh, she's, she's just a heel again. Oh, okay. Like I, I didn't get it, but I still, I still enjoyed the match a lot. But um, I'm kind of with Ross in the sense of like, I, I just thought she was a face now, but you guys watch weekly way more than me, so maybe you can just unpack that a bit for me, but I don't know. So, so, so again, Ross, correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, but uh, the idea is is that Brit has was still heel with the Nile thing. It was just a bit of a, a heel versus heel thing, but obviously yeah. it's not a heel versus heel thing because everyone fucking loves Brit Baker. Yeah. So I think it was the idea that this we're not turning it, but we got to put her with it you know they they kind of they're in a situation where she's a heel but they can probably only really put her with heels because of reaction reasons and if that's the case she's not a heel so it's like it's a fucking it's a it's a it's a mess but it's not but it's not like a bad mess in my opinion it's a it's a good position to be in but it's very difficult and it leads to issues like this the thunder rosa thing i didn't think was as much of an issue but the i agree the statlander one is and and you're gonna see it again with um with Ruby. I think I think I thought the there. um not not to jump ahead because I think we should unpack the pay view more. But I thought the um the stuff with Soho made her much more of a heel on Dynamite than the stuff on the pay per view. But again, yeah, yeah. What, what, I think just that, because she, she she had a shit match. <laughs> just just the fact that she was clearly the bad woman in the rivalry there with Soho. Whereas with Statlander, I was like. Uh, I think I'm meant to boo her, but she's just done a Panama Sunrise and it's fucking great. Something. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, I thought you were talking about Ruby. Sorry, go oh, on. Oh no, Ruby's, Ruby's bollocks, right? Like, we're all on board. We all love the theme yeah. and everything. Like, that's the best. Yeah. So something that is that is quite interesting moving forward for um, Britt Baker is, um, they like, on Dynamite, they've seemingly moved her away from Shivani with... Um, Adam Cole calling him a nerd and throwing him out the ring. And hopefully that that's the end of that like quite cute little friendship thing that, that they had. Cause that was something that made her like facey because yeah, because it's a face commentator getting on board with a hill and, it, and it's just kind of like, Oh, actually she's not so bad. You know, like take that away, make her more like how she was on dynamite with Ruby. Have, have Adam Cole actually be a heel, hopefully like he was to, and to Giovanni and then if they can both stop saying baby and DMD then then they're healed and that'd be good that's well, the main so thing in it Ross. that's the main thing I think the catchphrase is always going to be a catch but yeah moving way back to the first question um the the match itself I absolutely loved I thought the trolling of the Jericho entrance was fucking amazing one of them yeah, so good 
one of my favorite moments of 2021 in wrestling. I just loved it. I just think he's so, so good at just being a complete cunt. Um, and um, you don't have to toe the line like he did on Dynamite um, with, the, with the taste barrier. Like what he did with the entrance was just perfect heel work, in my opinion. And then it just carried through. It was, it was fantastic that MGF was having to kind of force Jericho to, to like go back into his old bag of tricks to um, undo him. I love the fact that um, MGF had a certain amount of um, overconfidence based around the fact that it was 3-0 in the previous encounters as well. I just think that there was so much built into the match that Jericho's lack of um, body movement at the age that he is, I think that they covered it through storytelling, which is what I love. Like I'm a Bret Hart man. So yeah, that was the reason that I loved it so much. I just think that it had so many layers to it. And if, you, if you're a Bret Hart man, Ross, is this a good segue into Punk versus Derby? Absolutely. I'm glad that you spotted the uh, um, Bret Hart one, two, three kid spot. Well, I, 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 actually, I actually think, and, and I did, I did, um, well, I think there was a, like a couple, but I think in general, I mean, there was the, the, the one with a famous kind of like nod, you know, you got me kid kind of thing. But I, I just think in general, I think, I think around it being a bit of a one-off homage, I think that's what we're going to see from Punk from now on. I, I think he is going to be a bit more Brett. You know, I, I think it makes sense for him to work that kind of style at his age. Um, like, he's moved into wearing tights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, I do think we're going to see we're going to see a new punk, and, and I think we're going to see a, a different, yeah, a very different kind of match. And I'd be rather than this kind of being a one-off, or we'll work that match like those guys work that match. I, I, I think that is how, especially, especially how I think Punk's going to wrestle lads like. Starks and stuff like that. I think you're gonna see more of that Bray style work. Maybe not if he fights Mox. They might have a bit of a, you know, yeah. go a bit more wild. Maybe Eddie and stuff like that. But, but I think in for those kind of workers, especially like the ones that are smaller than him or, or whatever, um, or the or the younger guys, I think you are gonna see him working that style a lot more. And and I, and I thought I don't know what, what you guys thought. I was kind of like the first part of it was just like I was I was just exciting seeing Punk, but. It, it was actually a really good match. I thought that. I, I'm not sure. Again, I've not. I've not seen enough stuff online about it yet. I, I, did, I wasn't going to see stuff before because probably all the takes I think are going to be hot, are going to be stone cold, and have been said by everyone. But um, I, I got the impression that that wasn't a match that would have set the world on fire. Like, and I'm sure we'll get to it in a bit. The Young Bucks match probably did. But that is one where um, I, I thought it was just generally a very good match. Or, 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 yeah. or do you guys disagree with me? No, no, I, um, I, I was definitely in the camp of, I, I wasn't as excited, and and I've said this uh, to Brum privately. I'm a, I'm an absolute idiot because I wasn't excited for this pay per view because I was like, oh, that, yeah, Punk match will be fine, like it'll do what it does. And for the first five minutes, like, yeah, it did what it was meant to, but it was setting up a story, and and then once they got going, they told a completely different story to what I thought they were going to tell. And Derby did the best Derby stuff, right? Like that bump on the ring post alone sells the match as like, and sells Punk as like being legitimate. Um, and I, and I, I did buy it on a couple of the Derby near falls. I, I thought um, it was way better than it had a right to be for Punk's first match uh, back. And uh, the fact that I would have it 
probably, again, rankings mean nothing, but I'd probably have it number three. It is more a testament to how brilliant I thought two of the other matches were rather than this match being anything less than great. Yeah, and I'm absolutely on board with what you two have said. Um, I absolutely love the way that this match was structured. Um, I love the fact that the only real kind of indie-rificness of it was like the last two minutes. I Like that's kind of perfect wrestling for me, kind of build, 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 crazy two-minute finish, big ending, lovely. Like, yeah, absolutely loved it. And, and well, and talking about matches we enjoyed on the card, uh, I thought the, I think the best match, and we'll get to it in a bit, was the books match. Like, as as, as wild as it was, I think it, it was mine, and we'll get to that in a second, but my second favourite match of the card, and one that just got me red hot from from minute one, was, um, and I was I was actually really hopeful of this match, and, and it did deliver, was Miro Eddy. I absolutely loved it. Um, uh, but before, we, um, knowing what Matt thinks of wrestling like this, um, I'll go to him second. But Ross, what were, what were your thoughts on, on Miro Eddy? Yeah, um, absolutely loved it. I like I already mentioned that like Miro isn't doing anything spectacular in his hildom, but he's doing enough so that people actually boo him. And it mm. doesn't matter. It doesn't like it like it's not people aren't booing him because they don't enjoy his work. They're booing him because he's doing his job. And it makes such a difference. And the fact that you've got then arguably what top top three, top five in terms of most loved babyface on the roster potentially with um, Kingston up against it. It just yeah. made for a white hot crowd. I think it was a perfect choice to open the, to open the show. Um, I love the fact that they kind of mentioned actually on commentary that, you know, um, um, Kingston's um, love of wrestling comes from your kind of background with the four pillars. And he wrestled in, in that kind of style. Um, and I loved it. And I didn't really massively love the finish. I thought it was a bit bullshit, but you've made the point that maybe they're going to do a rematch, which will be great in my opinion. Um, my one little gripe was that a huge amount of um, the promo work from Eddie was based around like the fact that his neck was the weak link. And I don't think that they really made enough of that in the match personally. I think that, 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 that they could have gone down that route a bit more to kind of show the chink in the armor of Miro. I know that they did a few kind of Saito's and stuff, but they didn't really play on it, really, in my opinion. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, you've said it. It completely caters to what I want. It's just two lads that are 220 plus just slapping each other and, and throwing each other around. So it was brilliant. Like, this is completely what I wanted. And it actually probably beat my expectations just because, uh, maybe naively, I thought this might get shoved in the middle of the card as a bit of a breather. Uh, and a bit of a Miro showcase, but actually it was a really competitive bout. And and what Ross said, the the nods to uh, all Japan, as much as you're way more schooled on it than me, Brum. Um, I thought they were very fair, actually. Like it was just two dudes trying to break each other down by being more violent. And uh, yeah, it completely worked. Finish aside, even I, I don't disagree with Ross on the finish, uh, but um, even with it, I thought this was the perfect pay per view opener. Got the crowd really buzzed. Yeah, it had a bit of on that. I'd say it had a bit of Kawada Hansen about it, didn't it? 
Well, obviously, Eddie with the black and yellow, he's, he's Kawada's boy, right, isn't he? So, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and Stan Hansen is really God's favourite champion. So that <laughs> makes sense as well. Did you spot um, <laughs> there was a point in the match where um, uh, Kingston was doing the, the like chest slaps and there was a point where Miro actually had to step away and was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, but was that... I don't know. Was that Miro being really good at his job, or was that a fucking hell, or a bit of both? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Judging yeah, by blood blisters on his chest, but I mean, yeah, just fucking, yeah. Also, I'm just, I'm just really happy that um, Miro has not that there was probably anyone who thought this, but he's gone. He's come from a a promotion where he's like, he's not a work rate guy in a sense, like, and he's going to go and have like a bunch of really good work rate matches now, hopefully in AEW and, and prove that he's a brilliant professional wrestler. And I just, I just really like that because he, he came from a space where maybe he could have just been five minute WWE guy. But like, I love that he's going to have matches that he can put on his CV and go, yeah, I was fucking great. So yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's his, for me, that's my, uh, that's my favourite match of his that he's that he's ever done. He, he had a good one with Derby, didn't he? In in that's probably his best AEW one today. But but I thought I thought this match was was the best the best thing he's he's ever done. And you guys know more about his WWE run than me, but I don't remember him having a match that rivaled um, rivaled this. Brother, he he wants to come out on a tank against Cena. Are you? Forget- <laughs> <laughs> that means yeah, it's it's non tank based matches. <laughs> He did have some um, great in the WWE. Um, uh, yeah, N- Nakamura, that, that was towards the end of me watching WWE. I remember him and Nak having a good match. Yeah. When Nak, yeah. like, and, and that's obviously rare for Nak having a good WWE match, but I remember... Can I he, say, right him and Swagger, him, him and Swagger put on a good match. I'll back yeah. that match. It was all right. Was that the um the one where, uh, SummerSlam? Yeah, well, it was, it was really fucking heated. It was about, yeah. I think it might have been very patriotic. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and um, the big... Russian flag came down. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and then so well, shall we then go to the? I guess probably. I assume the most kind of highest rated E Meltzer match, and and we I've not not seen any of those ratings yet, if they're even out yet. But um, books and fucking Lucha Bros. That was. Again, and not surprising anyone. I think we all knew what that match would be. We all knew know who's going to win, and we all knew kind of how it would go about. But still, to watch it, like those guys are crisp as fuck, aren't they? All four of them, and they're mad as a box of frogs. That was just wild, wasn't it? Can I bat into something that Brum goes on about and say, uh, I thought the camera work made this match way better than it might have been. Uh, I thought there were so many moments. Uh, Jackson with the shoe and Pentagon when his face looked like a bag of blisters are the two yeah. moments particularly where I was like, oh my God, the camera work is just killing this match. Like in a good way, is making this match way more epic than it needs to be. Like This is incredible. Throughout the show, there's that shot. The um, And it's like a, it's like a, a a zoom, a zoom. It's like a, it's a zoomed in, like one-on-one shot, one-on-one shot from like stationary camera position, and it, it like it looks like a, a movie when they cut to that shot, and they 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 use it, they use it quite a bit in like the women's battle royal actually, which you know wasn't the, you know one of the 
if not the weakest match on the card. But th- like the moments in that, like with the yeah, just the, the use of that kind of zoomed in camera work, and and like, and I I don't know enough. I don't know about the production stuff. I'm sure James or whatever would know if they're talking about it. But I don't like it. Just looks like so impressive that particular shot, and they they used it quite a bit. Um, the next time we between now and the next time we get on the pod, I'm gonna research what the hell it is because it's genuinely impressive. And uh, yeah, and I agree because there was some there was some issues earlier on with AW's uh, production. I thought live production, but all out, I thought they absolutely nailed it. Yeah, for me, um, this match was absolutely wild. It's you know, it was a it was what we all wanted it to be, um, and it was the right um, result. Um, it actually kind of goes against a little bit what Shafi was saying about how um, potentially people are getting a bit, um, what's the word, a bit like blasé about the Bucks rather than actually wanting them to, to lose because they, they because of their character work. But you can't tell me that that whole stadium weren't absolutely roaring the Lucha Brothers to, to win those titles. Um, and yeah. in that match in particular, they were doing some absolutely fabulous heel work. Um, even just, like just from um, from Nick with his Hollywood Hogan beard, like fuck that guy, <laughs> so good, brilliant heel work, and the way that um, I know that you really shouldn't break the the uh, the, the uh, fourth wall in wrestling, but but the way that um, that Matt only ever does it when he's doing something completely cuntish absolutely kills me. I think he's so so funny at it. Um, I loved all his that. Face weapons are great as well. Yeah. And the and just the the match itself, there's not really too much that you can say beyond the fact that it had all the moves, it had all the flips, it had, and it also did did actually have a good story to it as well, which is something that I always look for. And <clears throat> yeah, as you say, I just think it was absolutely fantastic. And the one thing that I would say is that even though it was a, a cage match and we got the awesome ending with the um, dive off the top. I do think that this match would have been even better if it was just a normal tag team, team match. Yeah, potentially, potentially. I think it was just there for spectacle, wasn't it? But it's, uh, yeah, you may be right on that. But yeah, it was a was a bag of fun. Is I, there I'd any... go the op- Sorry, I'd go the op- Even though I completely agree with us, I'd go the opposite and say it's testament to how good the match was that despite the fact it was a tornado tag inside of a cage. I thought it was a match of the year contender and I couldn't think of many other teams that could put on that level of match. Maybe like you're going back to like Usos and New Day, like three, four years ago to like a a tornado style tag match that I've enjoyed as much as this. And I'm sure I've missed some like great matches. Didn't Brian Powerful have one with best friends? It was great. But I just thought the way they, they used that stipulation was perfect. The way the teams back and forth were on top was, was brilliant. Those fallouts that, I think again, really cold take, but their timing and just how crisp they are, like, and the transitional set, like, it's just fucking gorgeous to watch. Like, they're just so bloody good at what they do. And I know certain people may not like that style, and and and, and I probably sympathise with with why those people don't. But it's fucking just you just watch it and you're like, you guys are dead good at what you do. If you make like, a list, like like if you make a Jericho list of all the moves that that were in that match. It would be like a scroll mm-hmm. in terms of like the amount <laughs> of moves that, um, that they fit yeah. in. And the fact that, that they only probably misstep on three or four is unbelievable, isn't it? Like, and it's such a shame that, the, that probably the, the biggest misstep was in the, the, the like super kick finish, which is but something... Do you, know, 
Do you know what as well? Like maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe it's, this is just coming off the back of watching an amazing cage match. But I feel like the cage stipulation in a way maybe helps them because they probably did all the same moves in a ladder match, but that felt sparse and it felt like a big area. This felt a bit more claustrophobic, a bit more intimidating, a bit more on That's top of each other. Up. So maybe yeah. the fact that the two teams had to do it in such a close space makes it feel more violent and and I, I, that's literally just come off the top. I don't know if that's true, but it felt like yeah. that. It felt more violent. But maybe that's just because Penta spilt about a gallon of blood. I don't know. Do you think if, um, <laughs> that if Penta didn't have a mask on, that would have been like an Eddie kind of mask? Because it was... Yeah, it scale. Boring, yeah. wasn't it? Like, it was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I don't know if it's that much, but yeah, but but maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe the mask contained it. Maybe he just took it off and it. Well, I mean, they took most of his mask off anyway, didn't they? To be honest, that was a really cool visual. That was a, uh, yeah, just just great. Um, just just on the basis that we're that we're a bit shy on time, lads. Um, just going to say, did any before we get to the I guess the the main event segment, do you have any kind of comments on? Um, I guess the big debut, uh, the, the big return of the night, the butcher. Yes, mate. What a guy. I love the butcher. Love I the love butcher. the butcher. Is there a, is there the is he, he, he's got to be right. I don't want to overstate it. Top 10 aesthetics in wrestling. Butcher is in the oh, shout. Yeah. He's in the conversation. That's a great right? shout. That's a great shout. He's yeah. got to be in there because he just looks amazing. Yeah. He's just fantastic, isn't he? There's no one um, like him, is there? I, maybe no. Silas Young is the closest I can think of. But... Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah, but I actually when because now he's a bit older. But like even when he was just like a few a few years younger, like when he was doing the butcher and the blade stuff pre AEW, and he was like more like kind of shaven head and had more of like the kind of the Charles Bronson mustache and stuff. I thought he looked, looked even cooler then, and I was like, "There's no one that fucking looks like this guy. He's just great, isn't he?" But um, what um. Ruby or the women's battle royale in general? Anyone got any hot takes on that? That fucking spear. Wow. How good was that? So good. Yeah. <laughs> my, only pet, yeah. my only pet peeve was um, the way that the finish was. I absolutely hate when they do like those prolonged apron spots. I think it's just really anticlimactic. Yeah, it really. I completely agree, Ross. Completely agree. I remember um, that, that they did a similar finish for Asuka in the first ever rumble and it was just like pfft. yeah it's flat isn't it it's really flat I, like, um, I feel present presentation wise though they they nailed it right like yeah and maybe that's more on her than the company but like it feels like a complete rebirth and dynamite included it, it she just she feels like a completely new rest like compared to ruby right this feels like a another stratosphere of stardom that she's in now Maybe maybe I'm overstating it. Maybe I'm high on it, but I thought it was great. I was absolutely on board with Ruby Riot in NXT. I thought she was awesome, and then she went to um, it, into the main roster and, and became part of that trio. And I think she just got a bit lost in that kind of trio, and they never really put the rocket to them at all. Um, they were perennial mid carders. So the fact that that she's now on on her own, like she was on NXT, she's got the rancid song. She's got the machine behind her and she's got the fans behind her like if she doesn't hit the heights it's it's kind of on her really at this point that 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 song and again like i don't i don't listen to kind of that genre's music 
genre of music is really any at all anymore. But I reckon an outcome the wolves is in terms of amount of physical times I've listened to it is probably top three albums of all time for me on just based pure listen so the pop and I, I, even though i knew they were going to do it it was like still fucking ace and the crowd singing along and like you said a look and everything it's uh yeah and, and it was a, a bit it was a real shame about uh let, let, let's have a quick segue into dynamite um i thought yes. that was a bit because that was a that match fuck me and the and the Listen, the electric chair was that supposed to be a poison rana like attempt or what i don't was that what was supposed to happen and then they did that it was like that crazy like fortunately i, I don't know if, it's, if it was hater spinning at the right time and it, and it ended looking very safely i say very safely but ended in a like a way that you think oh yeah that, that looks like they're fine but that could have been fucking horrendous yeah me um me and matt were, were watching live last night and i was oh, just cool. And I was actually genuinely fearful watching that neckbreaker. I was like, her, like her neck snapped in a horrendous way. Um, I was worried enough that I text Ross going, "That that's rough in it. That was a rough <laughs> match. Like that 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 weren't right. What we just it's really strange right. because I was because I was watching that match for the first part as as they went into the break and my and I was getting ready to, to write a tweet about how Hater and Ruby are going to be massive parts of. Um, the roster on that side of things being a lot better. And then they came back from break and for, and for some reason it just fell apart, didn't it? Yeah. There's like three moments and it's like... Mm. It's like just Ruby's yeah. neck just couldn't... Like, it felt really bad. Like even the, in the... Like rush spots and everything. Even in the post-match stuff, Hater's timing was just way off. I don't, I, I don't know what happened really, but hopefully it's just one of those things. Yeah, well, I, th- I think, it, you know, when you hear, like, wrestlers talk about it, like, I think sometimes when you, like, and it's why I think a lot of people think, oh, God, were these wrestlers concussed? And sometimes they weren't. They just, like, when you miss that step, you just completely off it. And it finds really hard to kind of go back. It's almost like, you know, when, like, the uh, centre-half scores an like, own goal and then gets booked about yeah. 30 seconds later for trying to overdo it and doing, like, something shit, like... Just stuff like that, and I'm I'm hope I'm hoping it was just that. Yeah, same. My big takeaway on Dynamite was the fact that they built up um, uh, Suzuki in such a way on that on that show, which but which by the way they didn't with Kojima. I thought they did him dirty, like just treat him like <laughs> like treat him like an absolute jobber, which they have done with a lot of the Japanese dudes so far. I don't think any. New Japan wrestlers come to AW won a singles match yet. I think that's five in total. Um, I thought that what they did on the pay-per-view was excellent with with Suzuki and yeah. the way that Ambr- uh, Ambrose um, that that Moxley um, sold um, him co- him coming down the ring was reminiscent of the Cactus Jack Triple H kind of thing. Um, I thought that was that was really really cool. But in the back of my mind, I was like, but he's already beaten him. So why is he scared of him? And then they have the match and, and they'd cut out um, um, Suzuki's theme, which is a massive part of who he is and how he gets over. Yeah. Like that's a big part of like how he gets over because when you see that, you immediately like, who's this guy? How is he so over? Like, and they'd miss that part of it. Then they give Mox four minutes to get to the ring, 
So there was no reason to cut that out in, in, in yeah. reality. The match itself was short. And I don't think it was that great. And they were lucky that they had the blood splot because if you take the blood out of that match, I think it's such a mere match. Yeah. I, I, I would go good. further. Yeah, I'd go further. I'd say the match was a letdown. Yeah. Like the, and and I say that as someone who stayed up, like you say, Russ, the quarter to three just to watch that match. And like a little a little blood pack isn't gonna save the fact that it was a couple of elbows and then he did the finish and that was it. And it kind of really takes away the fact of that excellent like facial work of Moxley on the previous night where like, oh my god, it's Suzuki and it's like, oh he's beating him again in eight minutes. <laughs> but but also as well, let let's give AW the benefit of the doubt slightly and say, you know, Mox hometown entrance, maybe they want to milk it a bit. If they're running short on time, why do that fucking Dan Lambert and Men of the Year thing? Just get rid of that shit. It's just did you? Yeah. Guys I mean, I Impact when Dan Lambert was doing the exact same thing on on Impact, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah with uh, yeah, we had more. Yeah, Lashley. Team America's top team. Were they called? Like we've like we've seen it. Like we've seen this. Yeah. We we don't need to yeah. see it again. And and worse than that, yeah. what what Lambert offered in the in the in in Impact was offering a, a was offering a vocal piece to people who weren't good on the mic. You're basically Ethan taking away Page. from Ethan Page. Like, you're yeah. taking it away One from... One of the best talkers in the fucking company. It's, it's just, like, again, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm, I fucking adore AW at the moment, but some things you just think, you look at it and you go, what? And that isn't really like, what, what, what is that about? Yeah, like, I think what's happened is not... they've, got old, they've got old of our predictions. They've seen I'm doing well. They've gone, now Ethan Page to be a star. We're not having that. <laughs> we're gonna knock him down a level. We're gonna give him this this mouth. Now, I again, now I'm with you. I, I don't know why. I don't know why Dan Lambert's there. He's not bad at his job. It's just that the job's no. not needed. Yeah, that is a, that is spot on. Spot on summary, Matt. Um, right. Uh, I think I think we need to if if we're a bit a bit, t- a bit tight on time, especially for Matt. That we've got to. Uh, I mean, we've got to talk about. The final segment. Talk, we'll talk about the match as well if you guys want about Omega Christian. But I mean that final segment. I mean, the I was chatting again, chatting to Matt off, offline after the show, and my there was obviously some great wrestling on that show. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, when we when we've touched on a bunch of examples of that. But there's been shows I've seen that have had better bell to bell wrestling whether it be takeovers or the older Wrestle Kingdoms, whatever. But in terms of being fucking sports entertained, All Out just was... I, I cannot remember being more... And I don't mean and, and I'm, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, because obviously it's a term associated with WWE, but, but I'm just trying to say a show that, like, not just purely judging on, and I'm a, I know I'm a bit of a work-rate noob, but, like, just not just looking at bell-to-bell, but looking at enjoying a whole show i can't remember enjoying a whole show more than all out and i don't think it was summarized more than the whole post main event segment which was out of this world for me uh, i don't know what you what you last thought and, and again obviously if you if you want to talk about the match first go go wild i think Matt, i think <laughs> i think firstly um it's a situation where there was so much talk off um, 
about the signings and the fact that Christian won the match the, the few weeks previous, that, that it was so unlikely that Christian was going to win the match that the crowd were dead for this. They were just waiting for whatever happens next. And that's an, that's, I'm, I'm moving forward. That's going to be a little bit of an issue with AEW, I think. I'm already starting to see that AEW is becoming a bit, a bit attitude era in terms of like, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's exciting, what's exciting. And how, like, and it's quite interesting actually that you use the term sports entertained, which is something that you would never have heard about with AEW in the last two years, really, because they mm-hmm. tried to be the, the kind of sports pro wrestling. And I do feel a bit like they're going to veer towards that a little bit because it's been such a success these past few months going down that route. I feel like they're just going to be like, let's just latch onto it. And let's, and like, that's the kind of thing that I feel about a bit with the Suzuki Ambrose match. It's just like, yep, tick that, get that done, get people to uh, stay up till 3am to watch that match. And we'll probably not see him again next kind of thing. And that's what disappointed me a little bit with that, where it was like Christian and Omega were doing some amazing work, but, n- but nobody really cared. And that's an issue. Yeah, it's, it's, for me, it was the second best match on the card. Oh, third, sorry, third best match. Sorry, I forgot about it. Um... Eddie and Mira for a second, but yeah, it's, I, I, I thought they did a cracking job. Um, and I, again, I was, the, the reasons you said, Ross, not, not invested in it to say, but I thought they, yeah, I thought, I thought both lads brought it, but, but you, you completely right. But don't, but don't, don't, don't ruin our fun, Ross. Let, let's talk about how brilliant it was. <laughs> <laughs> the finish was amazing though, wasn't it? The fin- that finish, whatever you think of Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I'm not even as high as it on YouTube like, like that. It's like I thought it was a bit going through emotions, but um, that finish, oh, that that one wing danger off the top was smooth. People talk I, about Christian being such a good wrestler. Maybe that's why he took that like it was nothing. Yeah, but can we actually use this quickly to say this was my biggest issue with the show and my biggest issue with AEW um, is why do they say one winged angel? Winged <laughs> is a one-syllable fucking world. All the commentators, all of them, Shivani, Excalibur, Ross, everyone who fucking calls that fucking move calls it the one-winged angel. And, and some really jump into the two syllables. Some it's just more like one-winged, like they kind of like double it up. But some it's like one-winged, and add even letters in, it's like one-winged angel. And you're like, it's just winged. It's a really easy word to pronounce. One-winged angel. What's that? In Gerland. Fucking <laughs> 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 exactly. Wing, wing, girdle. The, the, um, the <laughs> just fucking mental. Anyway, um, but yeah, right, right, Matt. Let's fucking kibosh this this new Ross, heel Ross. <laughs> Something that I would say. Like, Ross. <laughs> um, uh, that finish. How mental is it that Christian hasn't been wrestling for how many years? 10 years because he's got a bad neck. And then yeah, Omega's yeah. like, should we do the one, <laughs> should we do the one winged angel off the top? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it's because Christian was like, I will not take the one winged angel off the top rope. <laughs> one winged angel. And that must be one of his other moves. That's really, really easy to take. It's an eye rake or something. I'll take but you that, know, like yeah. the moment is, I know wrestling is moments. We've talked about this before, right? Yeah. It wasn't the moment of him hitting it. It was the moment of when Omega set it up and the whole crowd got on their feet. Yeah, that yeah. moment was better than the actual yeah. 
moment of him hitting it in a way. Like it was like that anticipation got everyone. Oh, it's amazing. And where I'll slightly disagree with Ross is I think that the crap, you know, oh, and you know, we've talked about how fucking wild the card was and everything that happened. And on top of the anticipa- anticipation, the crowd weren't super hot for that, for the most that much. But I thought the finishing stretch they did because of how good the wrestlers did. I think they did bring yeah. them into it by the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So what happened right. after the match? Did anything happen? Because I turned off after that. I thought, oh, that's it. That's the pay-per-view done. Omega's still champ, right? I turned it off. So what happened, Brum? Walk us through it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it, basically, it was really weird. He, Omega cut a promo and just said, yeah, like, no one here can touch me. Anyone that is, is either, like, retired, not here, or dead. And then it just cut to black, and that's how the show ended. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about the boom. Fuck me, that was hot. Because what was great is, the thing is, when that happened, everyone exploded. Because no one thought, oh, they're giving this instead of Danielson. You just knew, you're like, we're getting both. They're giving us both. Then you're like, fuck me, that's so cool. Um, did you, did, how smart were you lads? I, I definitely didn't. Did any of you guys catch the uh, him coming out of the heel tunnel and stuff like that? Or no, it's just great. No. Just great stuff. I was in the moment. I didn't, just I mean, I watched so it on delay, but I didn't know. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like, me, oh, I, I, didn't cool. I didn't catch it, but fuck me. Like, I thought it was, a, was I thought it was a quality swerve. And I also love the fact that it really came across like a takeover finish. And obviously, when you think of takeovers, you really think of Adam Cole. Yeah. And like, it, it was almost yeah. a bit of a kind of a low blow. Like, and that's just classic wrestling, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. like that was great. Just oh, also, Omega is so fucking good in his role. For a guy that, for, for quite a long stretch of his career, like people found his kind of character work a bit annoying. Like, it's not like he didn't have character work. He's always had kind of some personality, but I think people a lot of, preferred his in-ring work and kind of thought he was a bit like dweeby or whatever with some of his character work and I, I you know I, I'd probably won't go as extreme as that but I'd, I'd definitely sympathise with some of those opinions. Now he's doing and I know we talked about it before I've been over top but it just all works it's packaged so well um, and I think already they're kind of even though it's like day one of Cole being here I think you're already on the line of there's going to be Cole and Omega friction at some point. They're already, I think, not teasing's a strong word, but you, you kind of already see that there. Just the, the whole thing, I, I'm just, I just think it's all brilliant. I, um, and I actually think you're, that you're absolutely right there. And I think that's going to be fantastic for Omega because whilst the, the, like, the, whilst the, um, the kind of character that, that he's playing now, the kind of like douchebag heel with the outlandish dress wear and, and, and things, is great as a champion because... It, it perfectly fits that kind of um, big-headed champion vibe. Once he loses that title, like that, like that character doesn't really work. So yeah. I think it's going to be perfect for him to kind of lose his luster a little bit. Um, Adam Cole to become the main guy in the in All Elite, kick him out, mm-hmm. and you get the real Kenny versus Cole as like the main act, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, yeah, it's a great shout. And then. Uh, American fucking dragon. What yep. the fuck? I mean, we, we we all knew it, but it's like punk. It doesn't matter. It's just still like, oh my fucking God, there he is. 
I, by the way, also, I'm saying, I thought both their themes bang. Like, I love both the themes. Both Cole and Danielson. So I don't know what you, what, what you guys think. Yeah, decent. All over Cole's. Less over Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that you're going to get your fucking head kicked in, but... I, 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 I don't mind the Valkyries bit because I'm used to it, but the bit after that was a bit like, oh, here comes the guy that's going to job to Dolph Ziggler. Like, it was a bit like that generic sort of sound. But I'm sure it'll grow on me. The Cole one, though, yeah. The Cole one's amazing. Yeah. Are you, are you assuming that Brian's not going to job to Dolph? Well, we'll see, right? Because Nick, uh, who's the other Nemeth they've got? Maybe he'll get the uh, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we? I mean, if if you got to go immediately, Matt? Um, uh, no, 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 and no, no, I can I can hang around for a couple couple of minutes. I'm, yeah, I'm just cool. thinking: do we do we do we wrap it up and talk about MJF or any any kind of? I can do five. I can do five. Go on. Go on. Go on. If you've got any, if you've got five minutes on it, go on. Cool. And, well, no, just thought any any wise words on just the show in general to wrap it up. I know we talked about individuals, like so. Ross, you, I, I, again, I've been high about it. Again, more sports entertained about a show that I think I can literally ever remember. Um, Ross, you were. I'm just little, like I, I don't know, not negatively individually. Did you? But did you? Did you love it? Would you say that you loved the show, even though there was the individual bits that you didn't like, or were you a bit underwhelmed? I wasn't underwhelmed. I, like it was a good AEW show, but they've had better shows. Like I'm, I'm amazed wow. that, like that people are saying that that that's their best show. Like that, like there's been way better wrestling on so many of their shows, in my opinion. Wow, interesting. I, like, again, I think it's yeah, I think it's comfortably the the best show. And again, show underlined, not to, not nothing to do with. All like, but showing like in terms of this was really entertaining. I, I agree with you about the wrestling, Ross. But I think in terms of entertainment, fuck, I absolutely, I absolutely adored it. Matt, are you going to please finish on a high, mate? I know you started off saying that you were you were unsure about it going in. I went in going not for me, and I come out going I'm an idiot. Uh, the, I'm going to disagree, with Ross. I thought this was one of the best pay views I've watched in a long time. I can't remember the last time I come out of a pay for you feeling like, oh, wrestling's great. Like top to bottom, wrestling is fucking great. And and I'm sure Ross thinks that about every pay per view, so maybe that's why. But um, but like this one was one that particularly caught me, and I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Why did I have any negative thoughts going in? Like just because I personally wanted Hangman to win the belt. Of course, this company like are doing a lot of the right things. Not everything was perfect, but like, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I I three or four matches that I'll go back and watch continuously. So yeah, loved it. And is it worth touching on? Um, and also, you know, Andrade Pack should have been on that show as well, which is insane. That I, I, like, I cannot wait to watch that on Rampage. I'm sure that's going to be brilliant, right? Apparently, like, apparently it bangs, right? It's already happened, doesn't it? It's been recorded. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. it bangs. Oh fuck yeah! I forgot now about Rampage. Is Sean, Sean Ross Sapp, Sean Ross Sapp said it's unmissable. I don't know if that he might just be hyping up. You know, he yeah. was there, but I mean, I mean, yeah. Oh God, you've got even me salivating for it even more. Oh man, which is um, which is excellent because Andrade's had a certain amount of um, disappointing shows at, um, in AW in terms of in ring. So, so if he manages to um, have a banger, then that's excellent for the company, isn't it? 
his his Gargano moment of AEW. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so really quickly, I, and again, like I'm not not sure if there's other specific things in Dynamite we want to talk loads about, but that fucking MJF segment was fucking mental. Like Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like just watch it. Like, all right, mate. Like rein it in. Fucking out. Is it? Is it just their like? Is it the desperate need for the Attitude Era buzz thing? Like, oh, with the Attitude Era now, everything's controversial. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, it, I I liked it because it was MJF, and MJF can do that. But still. Uh, Ross, what about what were your thoughts on it? I'm a big fan of Hill Heat, as as you know, and it definitely got that, which is the intended thing. And I know that um, a lot of people on, online, and I spoke to like Rev Pro Rob this morning about it, and he was saying like he's fine with it because he, that they probably got the okay from the family to like say methany and things like that. And I think that's a little bit of a cop out from like people that just watch AEW now because. People, when people cut a promo on Jeff Hardy, it's always like, oh, it's so low, sort of thing. And like, obviously, Jeff Hardy okay's that because it's being said to him. Like, it's, it, it, is the, it is the same. It is low hanging fruit, cheap heat. But like you say, in the hands of MJF, who's someone who gets it, it works. And the fact that they brilliantly kind of built it up at the start of the show where punk pointed her out and stuff and it and most people that watch AEW will have watched dark side of the ring so know the story they didn't need to explain it you, you just need to know that brian pillman jr was brought up pretty much by by his nan um because of his terrible upbringing and the fact that that they laid into that worked going so strongly on the hometown thing with him wearing like the Cincinnati Bengals, which obviously Pillman played, um, Pillman senior played for it worked because obviously sports in, in wrestling is such an easy low hanging fruit always, isn't it? You've seen it throughout the years. Um, I think it, that it was a bit of a home run, but I do think it's teetering on the edge and like yeah. how I said about how AEW feels a bit like it's going down the attitude era it's another sign to me that they are going down that route. Yeah. And, and it is going to be in the short term, it's going to do them a lot of good, isn't it? And um, let's not end on a downer and talk about the potential long-term implications. <laughs> um, but the, he, yeah, I mean, it's massive for Pillman Jr. though. He's going to get a singles match with MJF at Arthur Ashe, right? In front of a fucking shed load of people. That's like, I, do you think that MJF could get, cheered in new york or do you think the fans will will no, rein in can't can you can't, you can't so? cheer him he's an I mean, awful bastard yeah <laughs> but new york is new york the, the worst town for heels getting cheered and he's from new york yeah but he's classic he's classic he'll shit on his own town won't he? Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah, or... it'll be, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, and, and 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 I guess finally on that, I just thought the star of the segment was Wardlow. Yeah, I thought he was so good. There was a lovely little time, time wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I like it's it's something that AEW need to do as well as bringing in um, 
like big name stars. They need to build the likes of Gilman, and that segment did, like definitely did that. But what they now need to, to do is give him some wins, because at the moment you just if you don't watch Dark, he comes in with his tag partner, he looks okay, and then loses. That unlike if you're going to build him up, then he needs to, to, to be more than that. As you yeah, said, but... I didn't want to end on a give, but I, uh, I'm really worried that Hangman Page is just going to be involved in this Dark Order storyline now for three months, trying to make them all be friends again. But let's hope yeah, not, but... eh? Hey, let's hope not. I'm, I'm going to go positive. I think it was Dom that called this. I think Dom said that basically what he's got to do is that Page is going to have to come back and fix the Dark Order and it, through it, fix himself, realise that he's got the confidence and then go and fight. Um, uh, and then go and beat Omega. So let's just deal with that three months, and then we're going to get the greatness. Yeah. Of him going over, Kenny. My big positive, um, to end it on a positive note, is the um, there's definitely now the the building of the feud is going to be Jungle Boy and Cole, right? Fuck, that's got to be good, isn't it? And well, and on the on the basis that we finished that, Ross has discovered that he likes wrestling again. Let's <laughs> let's wrap up there. <laughs> what does Dom say? Something about being nice to your mates? All Drink right. water and be nice to your mates. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Have a good one, lads. Um, I'll speak to you later. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All right, scholars, there we have it. Uh, episode 26, In the Bank. Uh, they did their best to butcher my catchphrase at the end there. Um, I thought whilst I have a captive audience here at the end, I just wanted to add, like, mate, how crazy is it that AEW is definitely their best show of all time and maybe my favourite wrestling pay-per-view of all time? And Ross, who loves everything, who thinks that... NXT UK from this week was worth 7 billion stars uh, seem to not really care for it. Weirdest shit ever. It's like the Bizarro Land, episode 26. Anyway, uh, thank you so much to Ross Casey. I'll get his name correct at the end. Uh, to Matt Connolly and for hosting for me, Matt Brummett. Uh, but thank you most of all to you, dear listener. We'll catch you next week. Hit us up on social media, Twitter, Twitter, What's it called? Twitter. Uh, capitals, W-S-B-F-U-N. Instagram, Wrestling Should Be Fun. Uh, website, WrestlingShouldBeFun.com. Until next week, guys. What is it again? Wrestling Something about be being fun. nice to your mates? Nah, it's Wrestling drink lots of water. Look after your mates. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun.